This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online Show. Sean Callen, Robin Washett, Nate Klaus, as we continue our discussion of spring practice, guys. And I wanted to take it here on our next topic. Guys that need big springs. And, you know, that's really, to me, what spring's always about. Sure, you get position battles, but it's kind of an opportunity for guys to solidify, to battle, to maybe rise up under opportunities. And I'm going to start it out right here with with both offensive guards. I think Trent Hickson and Bo Wilson, they're coming for you guys. Matt Farniak's moving to guard. Uh, you got Ethan Piper. You got Nuri Newelli. Um, everyone is gunning right now to knock out those two starting guards. Um, and, you know, that's if Farniak moves inside from tackle to guard. There's still things that we don't know about that. But that's where I look right now on offense, where the competition's going to be is how they shake it up, and particularly it just feels like Wilson and Hickson are the two guys that they're going to really stage some pretty big battles against um, at those guard positions. I think far and away offensive line is going to have you know the best position battles kind of across the board. And, um, yeah, you're right, that those guards are going to be as heated as anything, um, especially if you know Will Farn- or Matt Farniak does move inside the guard as we expect. But, um, you know, I think you can take that, you know, a different layer where – um, you know, is is uh, Bryce Benhart ready to take over at right tackle? I mean, I think that's where it starts. I mean, Farniak's not moving if Benhart's not ready, and everybody expects him to be ready. I mean, he is a um, highly praised, uh, highly sought-after recruit that um, you know Nebraska has very high hopes for. Can he translate that now a full year into the program going into into year two? If he does and he can be that linchpin, that changes the whole dynamic of that offensive line. So I think that's that's where it starts. And um, depending on what he's able to do, will ultimately define how a lot of those other uh, position battles on the line go. Well, think about this. You know, we hit on how thin the wide receiver position is this spring, but the offensive line is going to have 16 scholarship players on it uh, this spring. And that's, I mean, I don't remember the last time they had 16 scholarship offensive linemen going through spring football. Um, and so that, that I think, is, is going to be uh, just right there, breed a lot of competition. Um, you know, and I think you could make a case for a guy like Matt Sichterman, who, um, who we've heard bits and pieces from, but who's never really seen the field. You know, I think this might be a crucial spring for him to – to either move up the depth chart or, or you know, he might be a guy that we never really hear from again. So, um, yeah, that, that whole offensive line from top to bottom is, is going to be pretty intriguing. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show. And I'll, I'll say this to you guys about receiver. Yes, we know all the heavy firepower is coming in the summer, whether that's Manning, that's Betts, that's Fleming, um, and some of the bigger names like Nixon. Uh, but I think there's an opportunity for maybe one walk-on to, to kind of sneak in there. Um, whether that's Bennett Folkers or whether that's uh, Christian Banker. I mean, those are two, I think, that are going to get the the biggest looks. I don't count Cade Warner. He's going to be a part of that. But I think there's a window for one of those walk-ons. And just from conversations I've had with those in the program, Folkers and Banker are the two that might have the best opportunity um, to crack in there somewhere. And I don't, I don't know how much that means for the season, uh, but they'll never have a better opportunity than they're going to have this spring. Yeah, I mean, that's all you can ask for as a walk-on, to, to get those chances uh, and establish yourself before that influx of you know freshman talent, Omar Manning, show up uh, this fall. Another guy offensively that might potentially work into that receiver conversation, um, but is also at running backs, Ramir Johnson. Uh, I mean, right now, you have Diedrich Mills, and really nobody else as far as a proven commodity in that running back room. And so Ramir Johnson is right now your number two. Can he solidify himself to where he is the no-brainer option 
when Savion Morrison and Marvin Scott show up in the fall. I think he's he's got to, I think, do a lot of proving over the next couple months here. Um, and, you know, maybe with the opportunity to line up uh, as a receiver, you, he can showcase some of that versatility and make himself more than, uh, you know, a one-trick pony. So um, this is a guy that we've been waiting on for a long time, and he's going to get a chance to show what he can do this spring. Well, and I'll, from there, I'll pivot to tight end. Uh, Travis Vokalik is now, you know, that you kind of gotten the – the red shirt off of him or whatever, the, his year that he had to sit for after transferring. Um, and, and we've heard awful good things about him. But uh, if you're Kurt Raftall, um, you know, you got Jack Stoll and Austin Allen that have kind of established themselves. Uh, and then you're adding Travis Vokalek to the mix. Well, if you're Kurt Raftall, I mean, this is a big spring to not completely get lost in that mix too. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and, and I think the tight end position is, is kind of developed to where we could see them – play a much larger role in the offense than than what we've seen in the past. Guys, another one I'll throw out there for discussion. Defensive tackle, particularly on the the nose, Keem Green, Damian Daniels, Jordan Riley, what will those guys give? I mean, Darian Daniels was such a boost last year for Nebraska, what he gave them. I mean, he gave them an NFL draftable nose. Damian for whatever reason, um, has this not taken that next step. He's only been able to play about 15 to 20 snaps a game tops because of his conditioning level. Will he rise it up to another tier, or is he still going to be too heavy? And then, you know, is Keem Green going to take a step forward? And then Jordan Riley, I'm excited to see what he brings as a veteran former Power 5 guy that played at North Carolina before having to play junior college football this past year. Yeah, uh, for me, I'm, I'm going to be watching Jakeem Green uh, just because I think that you know, he came in here with so much hype and you know he was thought to be a potential instant impact guy last season. And for whatever reason, it never really translated. Now, maybe that was just uh, due to conditioning or whatever it may be. Uh, but, you know, he needs to be the type of player we all expected that he'd be when he committed here. And he's going to, again, uh, there's there's plenty of open doors there for him to make his way into the top of that rotation and will he be able to take advantage and and make that jump that um you know and become that that go-to player on the defensive line that we all expected he'd be yeah I mean, he certainly has the size and the the athleticism to do that um you know there's a reason why alabama and georgia and, and south carolina tennessee i mean pretty much the entire sec wanted this kid so um, yeah, I, I think that's a great pick there uh, up front, especially at that nose tackle position. Um, and, and Jordan Jordan Riley too. You know, he's he's on campus already. You don't know exactly what you're going to get. You know, I think right now my initial take is that Jakeem Green is a little bit more uh, physically talented, but you know, Jordan Riley's played at this level before too. So uh, maybe those two working uh, along with uh, Damian Daniels, maybe they they push each other quite a bit there, uh, get a little bit more production out of that. Group. Nate, I know you and I had a spirited debate about Ty Robinson and if he's a D. Nose tackler, DN. He'll play both. He'll play both. So this spring, you still expect him to play some nose? I do. Do okay. I uh, mean, based off of what Tuioti said last uh, last fall, several times he he said that Ty Robinson is a guy that can do both for us. Rotate, and he said that he's that rare guy, the type of guy that he loves that can play end and nose. Because it's really about finding the best combo of three. Well, and you got to rotate guys. I mean, you got to keep guys fresh. If you're doing it the way that Tuioti wants to do it, you're eight deep at least and you're rotating guys and you've got guys that can play inside and outside um and and Robinson he's said it several times Robinson is a special type of player that can do both for us and when you study the really good teams the the Ohio State's the Clemson's even Iowa on the D-line they only play their guys 30 to 40 snaps tops a game and and that that's been probably 
what's killed Nebraska the last couple of years is they've had to play their guys 40 to 50 snaps on the D-line, and, and that just adds up over the course of a year. That's why that defense has those late-game meltdowns yep. where they just wear down. I mean, we saw it time and again last season when as good as that defensive front played uh, through the first three quarters, eventually fatigue became a factor, and they got run over in the fourth. And I think in a league like the Big Ten, it's harder to pull that off. In the Big 12, when you're playing maybe some weaker teams – that you just had far superior physical talent, then you could get away with it. Well, and but, how many downhill physical teams are there in the Big 12? Exactly. And the, you're right. There aren't any. I mean, yeah. Texas and Oklahoma try to at times, but not really. I mean, they've, they've gone more spread. And you, you look at the difference of conferences. When you're seeing NFL linemen like you do in the Big 10, it's just a big difference up front where, you know, Pelini, remember guys, Pelini played like, he played Sue and. Ty Steinkuhler played every snap that year. They did not come off the field yeah. the entire year as Big 12 D-tackles. Yeah, and <laughs> Nnamdi Sue is uh, one of the rare people that could probably pull that off. So uh, to ask other defensive linemen to carry that type of workload, I mean, you're setting yourself up for failure. All right, when we come back, we're going to shift over to basketball as Nebraska basketball has a pair of road games coming up. Um, we'll get Robin Washett's discussion on where this season's at next. You're listening to the Husker Online Show.